0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico from Main in China Podcast and Source FinAsia In this episode, I interviewed Heather Schuster. She returns, Heather Schuster returns to the podcast. Um Pretty cool, actually, because she's the first person that's been on the podcast twice. Um She actually mentioned in her previous episode that she was going to launch a, a crowdfunding campaign. And true to her word, uh, less than a year later, she launched a successful campaign, got funded in less than two weeks for her uh, fair trade rubber flip flops so we sat down we talked about the campaign some of the things that made her successful through this campaign and what the process was like and just what she did to you know get to the stage so and what are the next steps of course so you know one of my favorite episodes was the heather episode and i think this one is No different i think there's going to be a lot of value i always enjoy talking about crowdfunding and i like breaking down the steps and and processes that were involved in 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 making a successful campaign so enjoy i don't want to be a product of my environment i want my environment to be a product of me Yeah, China, China sourcing. Um,
1: yeah, China really tests you like that. Uh huh.
0: You know it's totally it's so stupid. Okay, uh, just to give you a, like a brief overview. When you mm-hmm. when you ship something from China, you ship a container from China. You have to file if you're shipping to the U S. You have to file something called um, ISF. Um, okay. It's for it's for the U S. Customs. Uh, it basically just says you know what the shipment is what uh, boat it's on you know who's importing it where was it made um you know what are the specifics of the product i guess this is so that the the u.s agents know how much they'll charge in terms of taxes and then whether they need to like um inspect the product when it arrives if you don't file this uh document on time you you get charged five thousand dollars at minimum uh it could be more yeah it could be more so so the situation is like the agent that we're working with has a US agent that they work with and that US agent tried to contact our client to get them to sign a power of attorney so that they could file for this document the uh, from what I'm hearing the, the agent didn't get a response from the client and then they sent out the shipment anyways so then my question was like why wasn't, if you didn't get a response from the client a week ago, why wasn't, first of all, why wasn't I included on in the communication? Because this is literally my function in, in this role. Um, and I'm the only person out of everybody that sees, that knows the entire, uh, order process. Like, the, the client doesn't know the shipping process um the the freight forwarder doesn't know my relationship with the client except I'm the one who found the freight forwarder I'm the one who got the quotation from the freight forwarder I'm also the one who's paying the freight forwarder so so I was like why wasn't I included because I'm the only one that understands all the moving parts and I would have been the person to jump in and say hey uh, you know the client. I would have been like, "Hey guys, you need to sign this document. Please check your email." Like it would have been really just. Oh right, as, as yeah. Simple. You would have been
1: like, "Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, I need this piece of paper." Yeah,
0: it would have been super simple. And then now they're saying, "Oh, yeah. we can't. It's a company policy. We can't include the 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 shipping, the freight. Uh, sorry, the sourcing company and the communications." I'm like. You guys, you guys don't understand what our role is in this world. Like, we're not a sourcing company in that traditional sense. We're a consulting agency. Like, we are handling the entirety of their process from, you know, finding the products to QC. Like, everything that is involved.
1: Like, that's, that's your job to make yeah. sure it goes well. The,
0: the client doesn't want to deal with this shit. They don't want to have Correct. to, like... Communicate back and forth with uh, another agent in the U.S. Like they don't want to deal that, deal with that. They want right. us to deal with that. So that's what they're paying us for. Um, exactly. But yeah. Uh, so now I'm like, we're we're now arguing about whether they can include us in communications or not. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> Just like man, oh. this is this is ridiculous.
0: I, I'm uh-huh. like, did you not just learn your lesson? Like the reason why. This happened in the first place is because you didn't include me in communications. So I'd, I'd assume that you'd be like, "Oh, this is going to make my job easier." Is you know we mm-hmm. have the dudes in China who you know understand the process and everything.
1: Oh well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if I were paying somebody that, I'd be like, "Okay, look, here you go. Just yep. deal with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you need me to sign anything."
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, I, anyways, I hope everything gets sorted. How's uh?
1: I hope so too.
0: How's what? So, where are you right now?
1: I am in Ohio. I'm sitting in my living room, rather my sister's living room. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. everybody everybody's gone to bed? Like, what time is it?
1: Um it's 12:22 now. Oh, so yeah, it's 12 um, hours. M- yes, my nephews are in bed and my sister has kicked off to California. <laughs> She's escaped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, she so you're you're babysitting right now.
1: I am. I'm nephew watching these days.
0: All right. I think technically we already started the podcast by the way. We did. <laughs> this, oh. This is, this is, yeah, so <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is preamble.
1: Oh hooray! Oh, okay, so you get like the real deal right get here. Get the real
0: deal into uh, you know. So you see, fully funded, and she's still babysitting. You know.
1: <laughs> you know right? Not. Yes. Exactly. Uh huh. Yes. So how right. does how does
0: it feel to be uh, fully funded?
1: Great. It feels really good. It's it's a little bit surreal because I've been talking about it for so long that it's actually happened. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty weird. But it feels, but now, but you know, it's really strange because now that I've, I've done that, now I'm like, okay, now what's next? I need to, you know, up my goals now and then I need to start working on something else. My Mm -hmm. God, I've already done this. Now what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what's, you know, what's cool is you are, I think you're the first person to return to the podcast, first guest that's Really? Yep. Yep. And... And what else is cool is that you actually talked about doing your Kickstarter, the last time oh, I interviewed gosh. you, and I mean, at the, at I that did. time, yeah. at that time, it was more of an abstract idea. It was like it was just something right. that was on the on the docket for you know for right. for the was, next year or something, you know.
1: That's right. It was on the horizon. I was kind of like, yeah, well, I got to do this Kickstarter thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. When n- did we do that? We did that for the summer, right? That's when we talked
0: to Yeah. Time. Yeah, I think it would have been like towards the, I remember it was a, after the first or second InterChina meet up. So, right. we're talking like July or August, something like that.
1: Yes. That's yep. right. And that's that's yeah, that's right. Oh my god. It feels like forever ago. Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, time flies. Time flies. It's crazy. I
1: know. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Heather, wow. you, you followed through. Huh? You uh, you said you're going to do something, and you did it.
1: I do. Yes. You you know what? Usually, if I'm talking about it, I've already thought about it long before, and it's just sort of a public service announcement of, "Hey, by the way, this is what's happening," and then I follow through for the most part. Mm-hmm. Some things don't happen, but mostly they do.
0: So, talk me through, you know, setting up the campaign um i know obviously there you had like a ton of resources uh people around mm-hmm. you that had also done this I before did. but like um mm-hmm. i guess what was your i asked you this question before like what what your role is versus your sister's role in the company but like what mm-hmm. w- with regards to like doing the the crowdfunding campaign like how did you split up responsibilities
1: oh gosh well first of all i couldn't have done it alone Mm -hmm. there's just no way that i would have been able to pull this off by myself um because i just didn't really understand the whole beast that that i was getting into Mm -hmm. um so in, in terms of your question of what what are different roles um well my sister she's kind of become the social media queen which is so funny because she didn't even have a Facebook account until a year ago and then she'd like use mine to spy on our old high school friends She like, <laughs> and then finally you know I got annoyed at her and then she finally got one of her own and now she's I don't know, building our Instagram followers and she, our Facebook page. I, it's crazy. She, yeah. It's she's just been, like, oh, I have that. She's been
0: sucked she's been like, into a uh, sucked into that social media warp. She yes,
1: has. Yeah. It's become a millennial. I never, yes, I know. I never <laughs> thought I would see that. I mean, it's just like she manipulates the whole thing from the living room couch. So it's quite funny. Um, yeah. So that's which she does Um, me I'm in charge of mostly press and bloggers Um, and of course uh, I'm more on the manufacturing side so uh, I mean not necessarily with the Kickstarter campaign but if if anything needs to be produced then I'm the one like the first point of contact really for that so I take care of you know anything that's happening um, factory side Yeah. so that's how it works Right. and then of course yeah and then of course we had Luke help us out with our campaign and then you know he was really the one who was instrumental in setting this whole thing up
0: nice so uh how's your sister's duck face you know for Instagram how's the duck face game
1: <laughs> how's the duck face yeah um good you know it's, what it's, she she's getting up there yeah, she, yeah, <laughs> yes she's quite good at it at, um Doing all the tweets and Instagram posts, and I never thought I would see that
0: mm-hmm.
1: say that about my sister, so yeah
0: nice nice that's cool so um what so you said Luke came on to help you out as well I think Luke told me mm-hmm. that he was he was helping out, so obviously he has mm-hmm. he has experience from his own campaign was yes. it was it just like putting the structure in place in terms of how you set up your page um, was it you know did he specifically give you Uh, tips on outreach? Like, how did you... Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: Definitely. I mean, there were a lot of things that I had been reading about Uh before the campaign had even launched. I mean, months before, months before. I mean every podcast, every YouTube video, every blog, every news article, every whatever, I would read and then I would have this list. And then any, you know, anytime somebody would say something useful, then I would take that and then put that down. So, I mean, I'd, I'd already been doing a lot of things on my own. But the thing that, that Luke really brought to the table was just the organization of how to you know, know, okay, you contacted the person then and then like this and that. So, I mean, that was really really instrumental for me. Awesome. You know, to, to put that into, into place because it's something that like I had never really done before. Mm-hmm. You know, marketing for me is probably my weakness. I think I'm best at, oh, you can helicopter me in wherever and drop me off and I'm going to make <laughs> a bunch of friends and like Indiana learn your Jones. language and totally yeah like okay i'm fine with that no problem yeah. <laughs> but like doing like facebook ads oh that is just a dark and mysterious universe to me yeah <laughs> so. mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think i think you did a good job like i was um, you know obviously i'm looking at the page right now and by the way i just realized that I, we didn't really talk about what the product is <laughs> oh <laughs> right. and, and yeah, then yeah uh, we, we just assumed, yeah, we assumed just, that just assumed oh, everybody knows said,
1: right be yeah. like oh you guys uh, all you heard know. that first one okay you yeah know. you come know
0: on, come on this, this is heather here this is ollie this is heather it's ollie like <laughs> all right can you give like a, uh i think if people want to really know what uh, understand all the moving parts of the product they should listen to the previous episode that we did i'll link it up in the show notes but could you just give like a brief overview of the product your business model and the camp how the campaign's gone so far
1: Oh, gosh! Um, okay, so uh about our product, uh, our first product that we're launching is we're making flip flops from natural rubber, but not in addition to them being natural rubber they're also fair trade too, because mm-hmm. when I had stumbled upon these rubber plantations, I mean, I had to do that because it was so difficult to find any suppliers that I had to go find my own raw materials. And then I discovered that these plantations were really horrible places to work and then we decided to make them fair trade too. So we only work with um, plantations that are audited that provide medical care, um, education for their kids, um, safe working conditions, and of course a fair wage. So, I mean, it's something that my sister and I feel very strongly about that people should be compensated what they're owed and what they've worked and then they should be able to spend that Uh, as they wish. So, I mean, there's a lot of social entrepreneurship and that's kind of the big buzzword these days of like, Oh, we'll plant a tree or we'll, I don't know, like rake your lawn. I don't know whatever (laughs) they were doing. And and, and I think that's great. But at the same time, I think it's really presumptuous to go and then say, well, we're going to go plant a tree in your back back, backyard. Sorry, too bad. Your roof is caving in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, You know, I, I think that people know how they should spend their money and then they should spend their money as they wish. So nice. that's something that I think about. Yeah. Um, and then what was the other part to your question? Uh,
0: business model and then uh, how that's the camp- how the campaign's going so far.
1: Oh, okay. So business model in terms of the Kickstarter campaign or like which part do you want to know about?
0: I guess it's briefly everything, because just, just I, I imagine if somebody's hearing about this for the first time, how, mm, okay, okay. how do you make money, Heather?
1: How, how do we make money? <laughs> how do we do it? Um, well, the Kickstarter campaign, obviously, this is our, uh, we had actually been approached by Amazon, gosh, this was like back in September, mm-hmm. they came and found us, mm-hmm. and then um, they say, hey, we we really like your stuff. Um can we have it and we said oh, all right you know we're, we're kind of like getting things up and ready but then we discovered that you couldn't put anything for sale yet uh anywhere until after kickstarter or after your crowdfunding had concluded because if they find out that you have listed anywhere they'll just take your site down completely mm-hmm. So <clears throat> as soon as we found – we, because we were going to start selling before then, and then we, we found this out, and we are like, oh, oh, no, we can't do that. So we have to, like, move everything back. So um, in answer to your question, we're doing Kickstarter. Um, let's see what else. We have Amazon. Uh, we have a couple of websites signed up. They keep calling us all the time, saying, hey, 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 when are we going to have your stuff? Um, so – we're selling through distributors, um, and we're also selling our, our website, and then on Amazon too. And then whoever else wants it. Oh, we and a few other stores. Um, we've had a few picked up in Canada, uh, Florida, Hawaii. So, yeah, it's been exciting stuff.
0: Nice. And you are right now, what, at 102.75% funded? <laughs> 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 that was very specific yes very, i'm looking at i'm looking at the numbers right now uh, when did you launch i
1: the- see uh we launched on march 13th so it's been two weeks now
0: and i i think you were how, ma- how much did you make in the first two days in the first day
1: uh the first day we made about three thousand dollars four thousand something like that
0: what was, what was that? Was that family and friends? Like, how did you, did you... Were you expecting that number? Or was that, you know, was that a surprise?
1: Yes. No, we were, we were completely expecting that. I mean, we had some random people that mm-hmm. found us through the Kickstarter website. Mm-hmm. Who they just seemed like serial backers. <laughs> they just like backing things. That's
0: <laughs> what I do. <laughs> which
1: I didn't even. I know it's I'm, crazy. There's people out there like that. They just like to. What's your passion? Buy stuff on a, I like to
0: back things on Kickstarter. It's uh, something. It's know, a hobby. Right? It's
1: pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. There are some really cool things on there. Um, so those were kind of a surprise, but we're we were not depending on those. Mostly, it was from friends and family in the beginning. So and. <laughs> it was definitely a lot of hardcore pre-campaigning even before we even launched. i mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure uh you know the thing that pushed you over the edge was my was my $27 pledge. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that
1: definitely helped. Oh, yes. We appreciate it. Yes. It took you that made us reach our That's <laughs> right. That <laughs> <laughs> helped us reach our goal. We're very grateful. <laughs>
0: So, uh, do you have any? Do you have any stretch goals now that you're? I mean, you still have two weeks left in the campaign, right? So,
1: I know we still have two weeks. I know. Yeah. Um, yes, we're actually working on that as we speak, um, <laughs> because uh, we reached the ten thousand dollar goal a little bit before we thought mm-hmm. we, we were going to. We were like, oh, no, we reached, oh, that's great, we reached it. And then we're like, oh, no, now we have to think of stretch goals. <laughs> ah, we should have thought about that before. Um, yes, we are working on those right now. Um, obviously, we're going to open up uh, a couple of colors, uh, but I think those will be maybe at, like, the $15,000 mark and then the $20,000 mark. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so we're working on some other things, too, but we got to – we're talking to this company out in Kenya to see if we can actually do it. But yeah, but because of the time difference and holidays and things like that, then, you know, there's always some kind of delay. But yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: Is that is that going to be a Made in China podcast exclusive or are you just going to tease us like <laughs> that? And, <you> know? No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Um, Probably the coolest thing that has happened to us throughout this campaign, it's not the money Mm -hmm. that has been beneficial, although that's exciting stuff. It's really, for me, the connections that I have made with other people. So it's reconnecting with old friends who have just kind of come out of nowhere and say, hey, that's awesome. I backed your stuff. And I'm like, no way. We haven't talked in like 20 years. That's crazy. I didn't even think that you like remember me from high school. So like that that's for one. And then, um, connections with other, other people now, like other companies have just kind of come out of nowhere and said, Hey, we read about your stuff. This is awesome. And then, uh, we want to work with you or partner with you in the future. So, you know, I've made some really, really valuable connections that way. So, mm-hmm. and th- that's something that's been very unexpected. Um, and something, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting at all. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, so, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when it comes to something like this, with you guys uh, doing something that's actually going to help people, I would assume you'd, right. you, you'd get a lot of people that um, that are interested in that and think that what you're doing is cool and, and want to find some way to to collaborate in the future.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so that's super cool. But, um, yeah, in terms of what we're going to do, um, we're talking to this company in Kenya. And then what they do is they – so we're at the beginning of the process of what happens. And then they're at the end. So what they do is um, they go and they clean the beaches there. And then they peak they, – from any discarded like flip flops that wash up on the beaches, then they take that and then they turn it into art. Yeah. So yeah, and they do some really cool stuff. Um, so we're thinking about buying some like keychains or you know things to give away to our people because I I first of all I think what they they're doing is really cool, and then it's also in in alignment with what we're doing, and we're talking about maybe partnering in the future. Um, yeah, so that has been a really valuable connection as a result of that and then they found us for kickstarter
0: hey what's up guys just want to make a quick announcement here this is rico um we are hiring we're looking for summer interns in sfa if you guys are interested in having the experience of your life moving over to china for a few months uh learning how to make things make cool things uh traveling around southeast asia uh, specifically China of course but like uh, you know China's Guangzhou is located in a way where we're like an hour away from Thailand and Bali and all this kind of stuff and uh, yeah just hanging out with me as well send uh, go to the our website dot com slash intern I'll link it up in the show notes and submit your application you even funded fully funded in two weeks you're expecting the the three thousand and the launch, but what do you think actually got you to be fully funded? I guess what is the smallest thing that you guys did that got you to a hundred percent?
1: Preparation. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing else. I mean it was no I would have never have launched if I didn't think that we were gonna meet our goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, when you say preparation, uh, can you uh, can you be a little bit more specific of that? Like, let's let's say I don't I don't know what that means, or I've never done a campaign before. Well, what, oh, am, what am okay. I looking at in terms of prep?
1: In terms of preparation, well, basically, you are going to be talking to every single person that you know mm-hmm. ever. About what you do, and you better be passionate about it because you're going to be telling everyone about it, and you are salesperson number one. So, it it starts with you know your core group of friends and family. That's who you're going to be looking at, and then you need you need to start local, and then you need to think about okay, what kind of local publications are there around you, like business magazines, bloggers. Um, radio tv like whatever you need to get all those people on a list and then you go with people on instagram and then also um talk about like uh, potential distributors like stores anybody who might buy your product mm-hmm. and then people who have a lot of contacts too so there have been people that um i am friends with that i didn't realize they had like I don't know, forty thousand followers. That's been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Uh, oh no! No, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: So it's outreach, right? Like it's like the smallest thing, right? Is uh, networking essentially? Uh, as Absolutely. I think we talked about that before, right? Yeah. Yeah, it,
1: that's right. We did.
0: It's interesting because every it seems like a consistent thing with specifically crowdfunding campaigns, but like businesses in general is you always start off with friends and family like my first client was one of my best friends from toronto and we still oh, cool. he's still one of my clients right now um mm-hmm. and and then when i talked to luke when i talked to bambooty when they did their campaign i've spoken to a bunch of a bunch of other ec members that have had campaigns the ones mm-hmm. that were successful the ones that were and winson as well they reached mm-hmm. out to their friends and family first Mm -hmm. and and got and got guarantees on on people buying so Mm -hmm. yeah but i think another interesting thing is like naturally most people don't want to do that they don't want to reach out to their friends and family because they feel like it's you know they're pushing people to do stuff like it's true yeah
1: it's hard Yeah. yeah yeah It's not easy. I well, there one person I talked to yeah. I hadn't talked to in a long time. This was on Facebook when I was just messaging everybody. And generally it went well. People do want to be part of your success. Mm-hmm. But there was one and then I say, Hey, how's it going? And then and then she said, Oh, what are you up to? And I said, Oh, I'm watching my Kickstarter campaign, followed by, Oh, this is what it's about
0: <laughs> uh, she she, she, she was jealous. <laughs>
1: oh yeah she's, maybe she's, we can chalk it up to that but, she's hating oh yeah <laughs>
0: haters
1: yeah <laughs> exactly but you know you're right you you do have to do that and it I mean for me it was it was traumatic having to think like oh my gosh I have to talk to everybody and then get them to buy for me but then you know I realized it was a matter of just changing my mind and then I thought, well, no, this is, this is my business. This is what I do every day. You know, if people really don't want my stuff, then they won't, you know, they're not going to buy it. But a part of having a business is you need to sell it. Mm-hmm. You need to sell yourself and you need to get out there and you need to do it. So if you can't sell it to your friends and family, then maybe you need to think about doing something else.
0: Yeah, and it's true. It's like if you believe in your business, then you should be fine selling it. But I I also struggle. I struggle with that, maybe not as much now, but like specifically, for example, the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. I still hesitate to post on my personal Facebook that i released an episode <laughs> you know it's it's like i i still hesitate to do really? that yeah i do i mean i i i like every time i do it i for, i'm kind of forcing myself because i know i have to do it um but i mean for the most part i always get positive feedback like no one complains and says hey we don't want to hear about your podcast like <laughs> so it's just it's just it's just this mindset that i have where it's like i like to do things by myself and i don't like to ask for help and i don't like to bother mm-hmm. people
1: totally mm-hmm.
0: so it's like yeah you know you feel like you're advertising yes. your facebook uh ad- you're using your facebook as an advertisement but you know if it's value then right people are interested and i get surprised exactly. like i i have people coming out of the woodworks who like i didn't i never imagined that they listen to my podcast like people from high school and stuff. And then it's just like, oh, okay. So this is the reason why I should be posting it on Facebook is, is mm-hmm. you know, you, you get people that uh, you wouldn't assume would listen to it or are listening to it.
1: No, you're totally right about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pe- I, people would say things to me when I was contacting them through this campaign. Mm-hmm. People who had never liked or commented on anything ever and I uh, you know, I didn't even think they actually like existed on Facebook. And then I would say things like, Hey, how's it going? This and that And I'd say, Oh yeah, I really love that one picture back when I was like, What? Really? People were <laughs> huh. Well, I mean it just kinda of blew my mind that yeah, you're right, that people are listening and watching you even though you don't think they are.
0: Lots of lots of lurkers yeah. out there on Facebook just lurking. <laughs>
1: they are lurking they're yeah. lurkers yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah that that's something that i've i've struggled with too is you now i'm just kind of like oh does anybody actually read this is it really valuable mm. to anybody mm-hmm. yeah and then sometimes i don't yeah, yeah. That, that's
0: the that's the hardest part i think is like if you are doing something like content like with that if you don't get any engagement and you keep on posting it. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's even more difficult is just to continue doing that. But again, that's important. Like I have had, if I look at my oldest, um, post of the, of the article, I mean, of the, of the podcast, mm-hmm. I didn't get any likes or any responses or anything like that, but I just kept on doing it. And then I, I can see in the, the back, the analytics in the back end that people actually clicked mm-hmm. on it, but they didn't like it. I yeah, but it's you just have to keep on going, and then eventually you start to get engagement and stuff like that when people That's people right. feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how what's next? Like, what um, you know, you're fully funded. Like, what do you have planned mm-hmm. next? You said you're you're thinking about that. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything concrete that you're saying immediately after the campaign's done? We're moving on to this.
1: Well, yes, immediately after the campaign, uh, we're gonna go live pretty much after that and Mm. then our shipment will come in well another one will we have one that's already been done and it's sitting in our garage as we speak (laughs) Nice. and and, uh, we're gonna have yeah yeah so we wanted to do that um for a few reasons the the first reason was we wanted to go through the motions of going through customs and we knew as soon as our campaign had finished that we were just gonna have to be able to ship everything out because it's summer Mm -hmm. so we can't afford any delays there's already been enough already that it's just gotta it's gotta happen Mm -hmm. so we wanted to have one small shipment already to already you know make friends with the people and customs and get all of that together and you know no more paperwork delays everything's just done and power of attorney signed off on and you know kind of everything that you were just talking about so that's all finished and then the second yeah, thing referencing was referencing
0: to prior uh, prior to the podcast I was complaining to Heather about sourcing stuff <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> shipping stuff
1: oh she oh you didn't say that oh yes um right and then also we wanted to give out samples to people, mm-hmm. you know, bloggers, influencers, whoever, you know, stores that happen to want our pro- our stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to do a product review if you have no product. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we wanted to get a bunch of them and just, you know, send to everybody.
0: Those are two two good points that you you touched on there. One is the uh the having the physical samples that you can send to influencers. Mm-hmm. That that's huge. Right. Um, if you you have the money to do it. Uh, But the the thing that I really like, which I hadn't heard before, was importing a smaller shipment so that you go through the import process, you get all your documents uh, in place, you have your power attorney, you have a customs broker set. Um, I think a lot of people don't know, like the first time you ship into the, the first time you import to the US, there are a lot of documents that you have to have signed off on. There are a lot of things that you have to pay for. Um, and then as well, just the fact that you're a first time importer, a lot of times customs will be a little bit more stringent with checking your, your goods and, and, and keeping it in customs for a long period of time. Um, I, I had one client who had, and by the way, they make you pay for the, the, the storage if they, if they keep, (laughs) if if they keep (laughs) your products. I had one client who had, he imported for the first time, he had a full container and, uh, the U S customs kept it in um in la for like a month and a half and he had to pay oh. f- for a month and a half of storage it was crazy oh, the horror. yeah it was crazy um but yeah that that is a really good that's a really good um uh i guess growth hack or hack is is just importing a small amount if you can afford it going through that whole process so that when you do have your major shipment coming in it, it's, a, it's a much smoother process i like that
1: exactly I mm-hmm. Like that exactly.
0: So when can I w- when can I expect my uh, my flip flops?
1: Oh. <laughs> well, Rico, I can give you a pair right now if you really want them. If you if you like black <laughs> <If I> like... <laughs> and you're between a ladies seven and a men's forty five, N- ladies, and I can
0: uh, d- definitely not yeah. ladies or uh, sorry,
1: and a men's like twelve, like U.S.
0: Definitely no. not ladies seven, but. Uh... <laughs> I could I could do a size ten. Size I didn't 10 think so. US, men a size
1: ten. Yep. Right on. Okay.
0: Um, I can fire those out to you. But I can wait. I'm not special. I can wait till the <laughs> till everybody else gets theirs as well. You know. Huh. Well, another thing that I like about your campaign specifically is that you you've already made this product before. You've you've uh, like you, your distribution is all set up, like in terms of shipping yeah. and stuff, and uh, you know, the manufacturing is set up. So the fact that you're fully funded. Just basically means all the people that are backers are going to get. They're almost guaranteed to get this product as as promised. I think a lot of times, you know, people launch a campaign and it's like a conceptual Mm -hmm. product. They haven't done a mass production yet. They haven't set up a lot of different things like distribution. And then you know what they promise is not necessarily what they deliver. So yes, for people listening right now, there's still two weeks left. Well, I guess I'm going to release this next week, so there's still like a week left. In the campaign if you want to get some fair trade rubber flip flops you know do something good in the world and like feel good about yourself and feel comfortable go to the beach you should you should back right? this campaign
1: oh yes thank you Rico
0: Heather any uh parting words parting advice that you want to give for people who are interested in doing a, a crowdfunding campaign uh or people just interested in in launching a, a similar business to yours
1: Oh, wow. Um, The same thing that I say all the time, network like hell. Mm -hmm. Make as many friends as possible because you never know where help is going to come from because you're going to need it. I mean, I I know I did. I would have never been able to pull this off alone. I've had so much good advice because I've surrounded myself with people who have done this before or they know people or you know something Mm -hmm. so anytime i get stuck then i know that i can call somebody and then i can get some pretty solid advice otherwise it would take me months to figure this out alone and as you know like time is money so yeah
0: Agreed. By the way, as we were speaking, you went from 250 backers to 251. So I think, you know, somebody's, yeah, somebody's out there, you know, listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the influence. If
1: somebody should be a dollar. <laughs> That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, then, it just like surprises me when that happens.
0: And then the most important question is, uh, is Made in China podcast going to be featured in Ollie in the news? In the section over here?
1: Oh, for sure! Heck yeah, we'll totally do that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love your podcast. It's awesome.
0: All right, Heather. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I think a lot of people get value from this. I always love talking about crowdfunding. I wish I I should probably just try to reach out to more campaigns, but I try to focus on EC EC members doing crowdfunding campaigns Mm -hmm. because I'm so Mm -hmm. I'm so close to everybody that it feels. It just it, i yeah. like i like to get a deeper look into how people set things up and your campaign's gone really well. Yes. Uh you are an example of somebody who says they're going to do something and does it and just a good person overall so super happy for you.
1: Oh, thanks Rico. I'm yeah, I'm just so pleased to be here. Um it's just been an amazing experience and yeah, I can't even wait for what's next. Like this is just the beginning.
0: Nice. Uh, once again if somebody wants to reach out to you or your sister. Mm-hmm. How can they yep. how can they get in contact?
1: Oh, uh shoot me an email anytime. Heather at Ollieworld.com. That's O L L I W O R L D dot com. So first name Heather at Ollieworld.com. Yeah, shoot me an email anytime. What
0: about if we want to see like your sister's selfies on Instagram? How do how how do we find
1: you? <laughs> um that is how oh, that? Instagram is like Oli underscore World mm-hmm. or Ollie dot World on Instagram. I oh think it's I think link. it's
0: dot dot World. I
1: think it is. <laughs> okay, I'll, yeah, because she's the. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll link it up in the show notes.
1: All oh, right, on yeah, she's the one who she mans that one. So that's that's kind of her domain is the Instagram. So I just kind of she shows me, and I'm like, oh wow, nice picture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> alright guys and if you want to reach out to me you can uh, contact us at podcasts at it used to be info but we're stepping up our game in this podcast world um, And and of course you can check out the show notes at the website sourcefineasia.com slash made in China and uh, Instagram Facebook and Twitter at Sourcefinasia. cheers and if I stay I couldn't help but lie away It's not you It's just a dream It's only fake I just gotta leave
1: I gotta leave